Welcome to LJN Radio. I'm your host, Courtney Omernick, and you're listening to Job Search Guide, where we bring in experienced individuals to gather tips and advice about job searching for the millions of job seekers out there. Today we have Laura Jacobs, career consultant and marketing specialist from the University of Wisconsin-Whitewater, and she's going to be talking with us today about the summer internship search for college students. So welcome, Laura, and thank you for joining us today. Thank you for having me. Let's get started with our first question. So could you describe your experience related to this topic as well as your current role? Sure. Um, Well, at the University of Wisconsin-Whitewater, I spent about five years just focused on internships. I worked as an internship coordinator. I developed a lot of resources and curated a lot of resources for our students and also for employers uh, looking to develop internships. I did a lot of one-on-one advising of students in their internship searches, um, as well as advising employers who were seeking interns. My role currently is working still with internships a little bit, um, but also just the broader career um, realm and job search itself. I work a lot in digital and social media as well. Um, And one of the major things that I do still with internships is sharing internship information on Twitter. I also just wrapped up a year as president of the Milwaukee Area College Internship Consortium, which is a professional association here in Wisconsin for university and college professionals who work with internships. So could you just basically tell our listeners what is an internship and how does it differ from a part-time job? In a nutshell, an internship is really a short-term career-related work experience. Um, So you're working with professionals in the field that you eventually want to go into, getting supervision and mentoring from a professional who's doing the work you hope to do, and you yourself as an intern are doing the work that you hope to do when you graduate. So it's giving you practice right in your field. So really that key element is relevant. So that's what makes it a little bit different from a regular part-time job. It's because you're really doing the work that you hope to do professionally someday. Um, Some internships are paid. Some are not paid. Some students do internships for credit and connect it in with some academic work. Other students just do that to build a resume and get that experience. Um, But ultimately, you want to be gaining some experience in your field before, before you go out and graduate and try to find a job. Then what do you think are the benefits of an internship or like the greatest benefits of having an internship? Yeah. Well, I'd say number one, the experience is really key. Um, one thing that I hear a lot from seniors who are job searching, who are going to be graduating and are looking for that first job, is that they will see a lot of entry-level jobs that say that require one to three years experience. That one to three years experience, that's encompassing internship experience. That's assuming that that you've been doing something in your field while you're a student. So that experience is really key um, because it's going to be something that you're going to need going into the job search. I think another thing that is really nice and can be very beneficial the earlier somebody can engage in internships is that it allows you to test out the career that you're interested in. Uh, Sometimes Mm -hmm. we pick a career, we think in our head that it's going to be a certain way, and then we get into the workplace and we find out that it's that it's actually a little bit different um, than we had assumed Mm -hmm. it might be. So getting in and actually doing that work, you get to test out, is it really what you want to do? Um, And in some cases, you might 
a student might confirm that, yes, that's exactly what they were hoping it would be and they love it. In other cases, maybe you find out that it's not what you really want to do. Um, and that's where, again, if you're able to do that as a sophomore or junior, then you have a little bit of time to seek out different experiences, do a little bit more, a little bit more of exploring before you actually commit to a job after mm-hmm. graduation. And then I'd say as a third benefit, networking is really key because again, you're going to be working with professionals in your field, you know, hopefully through maybe the people you work with, maybe you meet some additional people and that network is obviously going to help when it comes to job searching and, you know, networking itself is a really important strategy in there. So you actually have to make some of those connections with people. And if you're working with people, it's much easier to make that connection and and you get people you build relationships with people who then have your back and have a vested interest in seeing you do well. Yeah, exactly. So if students are looking for their summer internship now that they know what it is and the great benefits that it provides, where should they begin their search? I would probably say that the first place to begin searching um, is going to be online. Uh, Mm -hmm. Job boards, you'll find internships on on regular job boards where you'll also find other employment opportunities. You will find um, internships on, there are some internship-specific job boards out there as well. So that's probably the place where most people start looking. Um, and then when to start looking, um, if somebody's looking for the, for the summer, in some cases, some employers will start to hire some of their summer interns the preceding fall. So Mm-hmm. You know, we're, we're a month out here about from the fall semester. So in September, career fairs start rolling around. And some of the employers at, the, at September career fairs will be looking for students for next summer. It tends to be bigger employers um, and employers with really um, extensive internship programs. However, a lot of them, even though they'll do a lot of recruiting in the fall, they'll hold some positions open uh, for the spring cycle as well. So on rare occasions, you might start actually looking at opportunities in the fall. Most commonly, I would say February is a good time to start. You know, students spend the winter break getting their resume ready, um, identifying resources, kind of knowing what you want to do. Then you can really hit the ground running in February. And February and and March is probably the period of time where we see the most internships being advertised out there. And th- those are for summer, for February that would, yep, and March. Yeah, that would be okay. for summer. Yep. So then what about like fall internships and then spring internships? When is a good time for people to start looking for those? Yeah. Fall internships are, are tricky. And even I, even after several years of working with internships, even I don't have a great handle on there's just not that common time when fall internships really hit. Um, I would say that actually, just even based on some of the activity we're seeing here at the university, they're starting to trickle in now. Um, and so we'll see opportunities being posted throughout throughout August and even sometimes into early September. Um, so for students who are interested in doing something in the fall, they want to have a little bit of flexibility because that might not be something that gets secured right this minute. There might be something you, your search might kind of happen a little bit um, over the next month and a half here. So, you know, it, in some cases, you would think, you know, some employers might 
put stuff out there in the spring semester, but most of the time spring semester is really dedicated to finding summer interns. So it's kind of late summer that they'll try to find people for fall. Um, if somebody's looking to do something in the spring, um, a lot of those probably mid-fall semester, so probably starting in the month of October, um, and then all the way through January, people can find spring opportunities. Okay, that's good to know. So at localjobnetwork.com here, we have internships, our internships last as long as the person is a student. So how many employers out there offer like these types of internships? As far as a long-term opportunity goes or a year-long opportunity, it's a little bit more rare um, to see that up front. Now, even here at the university, even within the office that I work in, we have interns and they take the internship basically for the full year, for the full academic year. So really, I guess the two semesters. But again, that's a, it's, it's rare. Most organizations will bring somebody on for just a semester. Um, And actually, since a lot of organizations really focus in on summer internships, it'll just be a Mm -hmm. summer long. Now, having said that, I've noticed a trend where students will go into a summer internship and they have a great experience, they do great work, and it's brought up by the organization to extend Mm -hmm. their internship into the fall. So, you know, when you see that opportunity out there initially, it would have just looked like just a summer opportunity, but then you'll see somebody actually have that internship potentially for the full year. So in terms of them being year-long kind of up front, it's rare to find them. They're they're out there, but Mm -hmm. they're just a little bit more on the rare side. But a lot of students will have those short-term ones kind of extend into the long-term once they're actually in it. Mm -hmm. So in talking with internships, we've talked a lot about, you know, emphasizing students and their internship experience. So can internships be just for college students or can recent grads apply to these internships? I would say that more employers have become very open to bringing in recent grads into internships. Um, And actually a lot of the uh, grads that I've worked with in the past few years have actually gone into an internship kind of that immediate summer afterwards Mm -hmm. um, before they actually find that that permanent job. And I think probably starting, what is it now, maybe three, four years ago, When the job market was really tough for grads um, and it was, uh, it was much harder to be able to find that permanent job, that's when things became a little bit more open for students to take an internship after they had graduated, build a little bit more experience, um, you know, maybe fingers crossed that that turned into something more, but at least getting somebody experienced while they were trying to find that permanent thing. And that became a lot more common and I've seen that continue Mm-hmm. Having said that, there are some employers that still want just current students, and every so often I will see an actual internship posting that specifies that it has to be somebody in school. Again, it's not frequently that I see that, but I have seen some that will make that very specific. Um, and in those cases, then they're probably not going to be open at all to having that recent grad. But but it, it is a much more open uh, market for recent grads. There have been stories in the news of people who are, you know, in their, you know, late 20s, 30s, 40s, you know, who maybe want to shift careers who have taken internships to get some experience in the new field that they're trying to pursue. And and that's been a little bit, there's been a little bit more openness to that too. So it's definitely a more open market than it probably once was. 
So shifting gears a little bit, once a student has begun their search, we know we've heard from different articles and different experts that it's important for them to clean up their social media profiles just in case an employer is going to Google their name. So do you have any cleanup tips for, we'll start with Facebook? Yeah. Um, Well, Facebook, I'd say one of the first things somebody wants to do is, is go onto your own profile and there's a kind of up by... Um, there's kind of your activity log, there's a little gear button and a drop down where it allows you to view your, you know, view as Mm -hmm. you can view your profile as the public would see it. So if somebody Googled Googled your name and your Facebook profile came up, you can see how that person who's not connected to you sees your profile. That's been kind of enlightening. I've actually done that in appointments with students where all of a sudden you realize, oh, I didn't, know that somebody could see this picture of me or mm-hmm. they could see this post of mine. Sometimes you just don't know because the privacy settings on Facebook get pretty intricate sometimes. Mm-hmm. So looking at yourself in that view as mode to see what somebody's going to see, because that'll kind of clue you in as to some of the things you may want to change. And then update those privacy settings. You know, make sure that they're, you know, not necessarily locked tight. You want somebody to at least be able to see you there because most people are on Facebook. So it can sometimes raise just as many red flags if you're completely not on Facebook or if they can't see anything, what's going on. So just adjust your privacy settings. Be smart about sharing things maybe just with friends and not as public posts. One great feature too with the privacy settings is set it so that you have to approve any photos that you're tagged in. So that you approve that tag before you're maybe tagged in a photo you don't really want to have on your profile. And then just be positive. So with your when you're posting things, be positive. If you've ranted or maybe made a little bit of a work-related complaint before, go, go onto your profile and delete it or hide that post. Clean up some of that kind of stuff because you do want to come across as a positive person. Um, and obviously make sure that things like your profile picture that it's a nice looking picture. It doesn't necessarily have to look like the picture that you'd have on LinkedIn, but make sure that it's also appropriate and doesn't um, show you in a bad light. So with that being said, what about LinkedIn? Is there any tips that you have for that social media site? Yeah. LinkedIn, have a nice profile picture um, and a professional looking profile picture. It doesn't necessarily mean that you have to go out and, you know, have professional headshots, although that's definitely an option and not a bad one. But if you have a friend who is good with photography, have them take a picture of you. Do something nice, just a nice button-up shirt, a nice simple background, and have something where it's good lighting. It's not a picture where you've cropped other people out of it. It's just you, just your face. You know, make sure that with the lighting being good, you don't want there to be all sorts of weird shadows um, and stuff like that. And you do, a lot of times, a great strategy is to have that picture be of you in the type of work environment and attire that you'd be in in the profession you're going into. So mm-hmm. if you're going into a field where you're not going to wear a three-piece suit every day, don't have your profile picture in a suit. You know, do you have a polo or a nicer, a nicer top? What would you wear to work in that field? And, you know, maybe the picture isn't, you know, I see a lot of them that have, I almost kind of call it the school picture background. 
that look almost a little too formal, mm-hmm. you know, maybe you have a picture of you in an office setting. You know, you don't want the background to be the focus, but you also want to have it look natural and, and simple. And make sure everything's up to date. I've stumbled. I was on LinkedIn earlier today, just uh, doing some updates and checking in with people and just seeing a lot of people who have not updated their profiles, um, you know, who haven't changed what their job is, you know, from when they were students here. So make sure that everything is up to date. Mm -hmm. Add work samples. LinkedIn now has, has the feature where you can upload PowerPoints or you can link to other kinds of services like SlideShare um, where you can actually have samples of your work right there on your profile. So it almost becomes a little bit like a portfolio. So if you have things like that, it, it makes your profile look a little bit more um, exciting um, and also gives somebody something tangible to see. And then finally, just be active on the site. So connect with other people that you mm-hmm. know, post relevant articles. You can kind of like with Facebook where you might update your status. It's not so much like updating your status, but you share what what content would be valuable for your network to know. So share stuff like that, participate in groups, be active on the site because being inactive pretty much means that LinkedIn is probably not going to do a lot for you. So you want to be active in there. So now that I've asked you about Facebook and LinkedIn, I have to ask about Twitter. That's what I wanted to get to next. So what about Twitter? Yeah. Just like with Facebook, be positive. I've probably, you know, being connected with a lot of students on Twitter um, over the last several years, Twitter is the place where I see people go to complain a lot more um, than necessarily on Facebook. So with Twitter, you want to keep any sort of rants and complaints and stuff like that, even though it's so easy to just shoot out that quick tweet with something that you're upset about, don't. You know, kind of, again, you want to be positive and upbeat you know, think about some of the other services that we can connect with things like Twitter. So Foursquare, where you check into restaurants and stores, some people have that or just automatically connected to their Twitter account so that every time they check in someplace, it shows up on Twitter. Well, if, if somebody is a student and maybe they go out on the weekends, which is fine, but if all I'm seeing in your Twitter stream are check-ins at bars, that's going to lead some, to some questions that might not be the kind of message you want to send. So think about some of those services and you might disconnect them for a while. Follow companies that you're interested in um, and reach out, you know, talk to those companies on Twitter in an appropriate way. If they post something that's really great, let them know or share some of the stuff that they, that they share. And then share relevant content. Um, so again, articles that relate to your field, to your industry, to job searching, you know, stuff that, again, your network's going to find valuable. Share that quality content. Look, Be a helpful person on Twitter and be somebody that's showing that they know the field that they're going into and shares, shares that knowledge with others. Well, that kind of covered, I think, the next question that I was going to ask was the types of content, but is it different for each account, like the types of content that you want to post just because each social media site is different, or do you want to keep it relevantly the same? For the most part, I mean, I'd say that the content that you'd probably be posting on LinkedIn and Twitter, there's going to be a lot of the same stuff, you know, Mm -hmm. links to different articles, information that's helpful to those followers. You know, Facebook, I don't know... 
even though I know that sometimes, you know, at least I've heard stories of, you know, again, in the news where somebody maybe where Facebook is sometimes used as a recruitment tool, I don't know that as many job seekers are using it in that way. So I wouldn't necessarily feel compelled to share a lot of job related kinds of posts on Facebook because that's probably mm-hmm. not going to be seen in the same way. But with with something like LinkedIn, you know, I think LinkedIn, some of the, I guess the updates that I see from people, the ones that I like the most are people that are sharing something every time. So not just somebody who just has a random comment, but just somebody who's, you know, posting articles and the like. Twitter, I probably expect to see some articles, but I probably also expect to just see some basic kind of status updates as well. So that might be the slight difference, but probably in terms of what the content gets at, you know, again, it should probably be somewhat similar between LinkedIn and Twitter. Twitter may have a little bit more personal stuff, um, especially if it's your own personal account. And I think that's okay, again, as long as it's positive, upbeat, not inappropriate kind of content. I'd probably expect to see some personal intermixed with the professional. LinkedIn is going to be just strictly professional type content. Along with talking about content, are there any like specific circumstances where effective use of social media and like the specific content that they posted landed a student like an interview or an internship? Like, do you know of any of those stories or can you talk about any specific circumstances where that happened? I can't as much. You know, I know that I've interacted with some students who found out about an internship opportunity through Mm -hmm. Twitter and then you know, applied for it and kind of at least started the process by finding that there. You know, I know, you know, even when I read articles about, you know, strategies for using, you know, Twitter or social media to, you know, to score, you know, an interview or to kind of, you know, ultimately land that opportunity, they don't tend to be as specific. So I think it's hard. I don't have kind of that specific example, but I would say that at least on the internship search side, using it to identify some opportunities. I do know of students who have actually found information about the opportunity that they went then went on to apply for and then actually get. And so if they hadn't seen it on Twitter, for example, they wouldn't have known about the opportunity and it never would have happened. Okay, well, that's good to know. So with that being said, I think that about wraps this portion of the interview up. So what final message would you want to express to internship seekers regarding this topic? I'd say start looking into internships early. So, you know, since they are so common for college students, start thinking about them as a freshman. Um, there, a couple of years ago, there was a new uh, first-year student here at UW-Whitewater who met with me first semester of his freshman year. He kind of thought maybe try to get an internship after freshman year, which is a challenge. It's, it's, it's doable. It can happen, but it's much harder. But at least he had started thinking about it. And we kind of met each semester in there, you know, semester, summer after his first year, he didn't get an internship, but he got a good part-time job. So he could build in some experience, but he kind of kept on top of it. And sure enough, summer after his sophomore year, he scored a very prestigious internship and it's led him on now to even, you know, bigger internships. Um, So he started doing that early. And so he could potentially graduate college having three, you know, four internships under his belt. That's going to be the competition for entry-level jobs. 
So, and that's really what that internship is. It is that new entry level job that's going to give you that experience. So the sooner you can start thinking about it and start putting yourself into the process, you know, getting a resume ready, understanding resources, starting to look at opportunities and actively apply to opportunities, the sooner you're going to build that experience and it's going to lead you on to bigger things. Um, and all of that ultimately helps with with that main goal that any college student has, which is to get a job when they graduate. So anything you can do to make that easier um, is a good thing. And so the earlier that you look at internships, the better off you're going to be. All right, that wraps up this episode of Job Search Guide. Many thanks to Laura Jacobs from UW-Whitewater. I would like to take this final moment to encourage our listeners to continue listening to localjobnetwork.com radio. If you have any comments, suggestions, or questions, please email us at ljnradio at localjobnetwork.com. Once again, this has been Courtney Omernick from localjobnetwork.com radio. Thank you for tuning in to today's program. 